So when people think of what they want to do, I think sometimes setting fires is good. Um, that's how we get growth. Uh, but it's not literal fires, but actually lighting fires under tushies and in hearts uh, to get moving. Sometimes they call it, what is it called? Um, tough love, right? Is that right? Sometimes. So um, today... I am in a makeshift um, studio, as you can see, literally on the floor. <laughs> so, um, and I'm using Patrick Berge's gear because uh, I kind of forgot my own. Um, so I thought today we can have some fun. Some fun in dispelling what we see and what we hear. So today we're going to talk about this amazing, supposedly, Fauci emails. Don't fall for it. It was the same thing they did with the Hillary Clinton emails. They gave you a bone. You ran with it. You had conspiracy theories galore. And in the end, you know, whatever, right? In the end, you had something like, hold on. Well, I'll play that afterwards, okay? I promise. But for now, I thought we could start with... um Revisiting Nicholas Tesla. I want you to listen to this. All right, guys, we're going to start this over. I'm so sorry about that. I had such a nice intro for you. Start to face the horrible truth that everything we've been told is a lie. Today, I'm no longer surprised, and I truly believe that every facet of our reality has been affected, manipulated, infiltrated, and poisoned with half-truths. It's not always completely a lie, but the best way to tell a lie is you keep a little bit of the truth and then you're surrounded by a lot of falsifications. Everything in creation spins and vibrates. Everything has its own prime resonance fre frequency. Everything. And this is why once we can identify a prime resonance frequency of a bacterium or, a, or an atom or a whatever it is or a soccer field, we can then manipulate that, that, that object with its prime resonance frequency. In Christianity, it's the word. In Hinduism, it's Om. The Egyptians believed the universe was sung into creation and the original people of Australia, not the Ab original, since the original people of Australia believed that the world was um, created with three sacred songs. And then we have the phenomenal similarities between the six days of creation uh, in Christianity uh, and the word that created everything, the six aspects of Om and the six aspects of the all-seeing eye of Horus. And you start seeing the connections between all these ancient cultures and the creation stories. Sound is a source of all creation. Sound and resonance is responsible for everything. By now you should know that sound manifests physical form, and this is the most basic example. I just cannot get enough of it. I can watch it millions of times. Every frequency has its own specific shape, a prime resonance frequency. Are you only looking at a two-dimensional representation of a three-dimensional Okay, effect? um, can you guys see that? 
Man, my archivist is not going to have any fun putting this up as a podcast. I think he actually uses rice on the metal plate here. So what you guys are watching is how frequency manipulates mass. So the original people of Australia have a creation story that says time began when the supernatural beings awoke and broke through the surface of the earth. So imagine the surface of the earth being something like this, that metal plate being the surface of the earth. And the supernatural beings broke through the surface of the earth and they created the surface of the earth with three sacred songs. This is from Hans Jenny's brilliant video, um, Cymatics. This is powder on a map. You can see landscapes being formed here over extended periods of time. Mountains can form, valleys, volcanoes, all to do with the sound of the earth coming out of the earth. Now watch that. And then Eric Larson is the guy that created the, the cymoscope. And this is when you can suddenly see how the human voice has potential to create infinitely. It's with our voice, we have the potential to create everything and anything we can imagine. That we are indeed creators. And remember, every thought you have also has a frequency and a vibration as a resonance. And some of these pictures, the images of the of this um, cymoscope images, show, give, tell us that it was these sounds, the images of the sound, that actually inspired religious symbols. That beautiful cross in a circle at the center of some of these cymatic photographs give us a very clear indication that the creators of the religious symbols knew exactly what they were talking about, that the source of, of, of creation is sound itself. And that takes us to what sound does. Sound pretty much does everything you can imagine because it's a source of creation. And, uh, and this brings us to using sound as a tool in technology. Sound creates light. It's very obvious. We know that God said, let there be light. And you can do this yourself by attaching a speaker to an LED light and see what happens. Royal Raymond Drive, we, you should know by now that cured with the man that found a cure for all disease with sound and resonance that were converted to electric impulses and sound continues to to amaze us sound can levitate you would have seen this many times just a very quick idea that sound actually does levitate things but this is not how the ancients used to levitate the very big heavy objects this is a very different technique used here this is just pressure waves that can levitate things, very light objects, but it does give you the ability to imagine that sound actually levitates. Sound creates hurricanes. There are guys, two guys in 2003 that lodged a patent to create hurricanes out of sound, believe it or not. And I believe they were granted their patent to create hurricanes. And maybe this is how they create the weather for us without us even realizing it. And this is where we start getting into the real understanding of some of the masters. And no matter how I look at it, how much research I do, I keep coming back to one guy that stands head and shoulders above all other researchers and inventors of, I don't know, for how many centuries. And that guy's name is Nikola Tesla. He says, if you want to find out the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. It's exactly, that's exactly what I've been sharing with you here. Everything is sound and magneticism, and this is really important. So <clears throat> what most people don't know is, remember, sound, 
God said, let there be light. So it's sound, moving sound. Sound manifests toroidal fields. Those moving toroidal fields create magnetic fields, which are toroidal fields as well. And moving magnetic fields create electricity. That's the sequence of events. But what you, this tells us that because sound creates magnetic fields, it means everything must have a magnetic, uh, must be magnetic in some sort. And in some sort of way. And if it's not, there's a very specific reason why it's not magnetic. So here's an example. You might not think of water as being magnetic, but it is. And so are graphite, aluminum, and glass. Aluminum is a good example of a paramagnet. And so is oxygen, which is attracted to magnets. Here, I have a few milliliters of liquid oxygen, which sticks to the magnet. I'll explain why later. Gadolinium oxide and cupric sulfate are good examples of paramagnetic substances. Cupric sulfate is a salt that can be picked up by a magnet. So, um, obviously there was no audio. Um, I didn't pack mine. So, um, I want to play the song that I had for you. Because I think maybe, I guess maybe that happened for a reason. Because if you hear the song, um, maybe it'll make sense as to what I've been saying. I feel so horrible uh, that you didn't get to hear it. It's the usual song that I always play, but it is um, important you listen to the words. And the beat that is actually put together brings you to where you need to be vibrationally. Yep. So basically, what is that telling you and what have I been saying with it? It's about igniting that uh, inner need for clarity and discernment. And the way that happens, have you ever heard of having, um, feeling passionate and feeling that fire? Um, how when people who care about each other, they have fiery agreements and, you know, they're all passionate. You know how they show those commercials? I don't know. Did that commercial ever play here where they had like a gelato commercial where there's this hot woman and this hot guy, they're both Italian and they look like they're ready to get at each other's throats, but in, in essence, they're just discussing how much they love each other and how they wanted to share a specific flavor of gelato. It's passion. And passion uh, raises temperatures, and we all know that frequencies are manipulated with temperature changes. <laughs> so everything is frequency. And um, that's that's key. That's key to everything. So apparently, I can't play any video unless I'm on video. And you know what I don't like? It's that it gets distracting because people don't get used to seeing your face. They're focusing on your face rather than your voice. And so uh, that's why I deter from using video. Uh, when too many senses are stimulated at the same time, uh, we don't focus on the content, but we focus on all the things together. And this is why I appreciate radio. This is why when we do, when, when, uh, people write anonymously, it's because they don't want people focusing on who they are, what they look like, if they're male or female, tall, short, Gandalf, you know, they just want you to read the, the, the content. <laughs> 
Hunter Biden what? He likes videos. He does. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I don't even want to say this until like later. So I can't even talk about it. I'm not, I'm not going to talk much about it except for the fact that finally we got some fire under the butts of the media to actually talk about Hunter Biden. Um, and what they should be because they look like chumps because they're not doing it and someone else is and we've been doing it for a while. See, this is what happens behind the scenes when you're crisscross applesauce on <laughs> or too short to um to um see this is distracting to them. Okay. So I think it's important today we talk about two things, right? Lies. Or I would say rabbit hole carrots. So you see the Fauci emails that dropped. Do you think that he would use his actual email that can be subpoenaed to talk smack? Do you really? Do you really? Throwing Fauci under the bus is okay because then they could just put it on as, oh, it's just Fauci. So we're just going to throw him under the bus. So let's just all focus on that, not focus on what's really happened and what they're really doing. So it's kind of like the Hillary Clinton emails. They gave you some of them, but they weren't important. Yeah, okay, having kids in the pool, right? They were like, who's going to find that? We'll just throw a few in there. You know, maybe they missed it themselves, right? But it was all about distracting the masses, getting you to go down rabbit holes and start focusing on what they want you to be preoccupied with while they do everything else. So the Fauci email, oh my gosh, it's like 3,000 pages. That'll keep every idiot busy for like a month telling you how Fauci did it. My face really hurts from these braces, seriously. Um telling you how Fauci did it, how, you know, he was the mastermind, how he duped President Trump, how this, this, this. If anybody's reporting on how damning these emails are, you're just following their playbook. So what really happened, you're going to find out. I mean, nothing can really stop what's coming. Um, we knew before the lockdowns, right, before the lockdowns, that it had to do with HIV. We knew before the lockdowns, right, that it was man-made and how the adenine tails were there. We knew before the lockdowns that the virus was created for the vaccine passports. We knew before the lockdowns that this is how they were going to tank the economy, steal your data so they can force you to go on COVID passports because now they have your information. Oh, and they stole elections in the process, too. So this is it. You've already knew this. Those that were listening to Tory Says in February and March before the lockdowns, you already knew. You already knew. So what is happening? Well, we also talked about, I think it was, I don't even know how far back I mentioned the whole, yeah, we just need aliens right now. Okay? We just need aliens right now. And it's like been around for a while. The real ones are probably on standby, like, nope, not going to happen on our watch. You're not going to do this to us. So lies, lies, and lies. Um, first things first, we should address how Ryan and Emily of the Hill talk about Hunter Biden and Burisma. It's quite interesting because we've been talking about it for a while. We've been throwing hints, and you know what's funny? It's like, 
I dropped part of that email yesterday. I dropped another part of that text days ago. And now I dropped the final one. And it's like, oh, let's think about it. Blinken, Tony, loser. Everyone thinks it was just Tony Bobolinsky. You think he, w- he went there as a whistleblower? Stop. Stop. He went there to cover his ass. Okay. Let's stop. But that's okay. I'd cover my ass too if I was working with these people (laughs) because it's like he came out, he's totally whistleblowing and it's like, stop. No, you didn't. You came out because you knew the FBI had it and they're going to tie you in a bow like a hog. They're going to hog tie you, stick an apple in your mouth and that's it. Your toes. So what better thing than to come out and say it, right? Say it. (laughs) So, so not a whistleblower. But happened to be a guy, well, you know, he's a hero in himself. It takes a lot of cojones to come out on national television and say something, okay, just say something against them. It does take a big deal. And I make him right. He needs to cover his butt because they're all going down and he doesn't want to, you know, be hogtied, right? Is that right? I mean, that's what they do, right? I mean, when I saw him come on there with those old busted-ass texts, I'm like, Stop. Oh, you're talking about the Hill? The, no, the Tony Bobolinsky when he went on Tucker talking about Hunter and how the big guy and Joe Biden was coming to meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, and one of them even gets child support through Venmo. So, yeah, we looked that far into it. So, um, it's kind of like, no, no, you guys are so busted. But that's all I'm going to say on that for now. But I thought I could play the Ryan and Emily one. Who, by the way... You know, what was it? Just last time I traveled when the New York Times did a hit piece on me while I was traveling. Damn, all of them have done hit pieces on me. And they always add more shit to it. You know, Uh, the New York Times said, oh, she had made an estimated $25,000 in a whole year. And they were like, ooh, ooh, that's like poverty limit. And now the, what was it? The, 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 who just did a hit piece on me? Vice, uh, the Irish guy, right? He's in Ireland, right? He did a hit piece on me and he made that 35,000, even though O had said 25, he made it 35. And then he said, I get 70% of the cut, which is bullshit too, because you only get 70% of the people that subscribe to like that ridiculous amount monthly, um, which is Tori, don't quit your, uh, no, Tori quit your day job. I think it's the highest tier that I could put and the lowest amount that I could put was like 25 bucks or something. That's the only one that I get 70% of because remember Twitch holds money, not because they don't want to give it to me, but because they have to pay for their platform. It costs a lot of money to create a platform. Patrick created his own, right? And and he knows how much it costs from the servers to the bandwidth to the interface. So I'm more than happy to use their services and have them take half of it because it gives us great interaction on Twitch, like whatever. So it was like a really loser article. Like he really has a hard on for me. Like he was just talking so much smack. And then he also lied because he, do you know what he said? He said that he, I was found by the judge that I had misused like $25,000. I'm like, does this fucker, can, can this guy read? No, the judge didn't say that. The judge was like, oh, you know, you should have listened to the erroneous court to just pay the court fees of 20 something thousand. It's like, no, I'm not paying shit. Come at me. Um, but anyway, another hit piece. <laughs> So maybe the hill will come to my rescue again because it's so bad. They're just trying to cancel me so hard and they can't. And it was really funny because he was like, even though she has a small following, don't get it wrong. 
she's she's got a big reach. We need to shut her up, in other words. That was a translation. And it's like, damn, Vice, you really let me down. I just thumped your coprophilia article where you talked about poop and the psychology of people that get turned on by poop. And now you're going to... You're going to go ahead and disappoint me with this garbage? I'm more than happy to be a target. More than happy. I mean, what do you have got? You've got nothing. I had a whole state go up my ass, and they had zero. You got nothing. All you have is he said, she said, because not even the attorney general had evidence. That guy's going to be eating pro later because I got other things to do. I really do wish <clears throat> I could sue them first, but I can't. I'm working on this, and this is this is pretty big, especially if we work with stars. Or sir, star. Or, damn it! I don't like having conversations because then I then I say too much. Let's go to the next video. Um, <laughs> let's go to the next. No, I'm not going to do that one yet. I'm no. going to. No, I need to show Ryan and Emily. Um, how they talk about Hunter Biden before we move into lies, lies, and lies, and then roll into our alien invasion that is imminent. <laughs> I just can't. Oh, shoot. Okay, I'm only on Twitch, right? Because you know what, guys? Yesterday, uh, Newsmax gave me a copyright strike on um, YouTube. So if you guys think that they're not coming after me, that's why I'm not um, you know, on YouTube today. If you think that they're not coming after me, yeah, huh? <laughs> you still have YouTube. I do because I'm very careful. You have to know how to work it. I've got like three channels. so. But the thing is, it's like, <sighs> so Newsmax just went after me. Yeah, Newsmax told me that I can't share the news. I mean, I'm going to dispute it later when I have time, maybe this weekend, because I said I was going to go to my old church where I grew up. Um, but, um, like that's so sad that Newsmax would do it. Like CNN doesn't do it. Fox and Newsmax did it. Pay attention. Now let's go to this. This is quite fascinating. Listen to what they have to say. The Justice Department is now investigating a Democratic consulting firm linked to Hunter Biden for potential illegal lobbying. This is according to a new Politico report. Per the report, the firm in question, Blue Star Strategies, took on Blue Star. We talked about Burisma this as a client while the president's son was on the board. <laughs> and when they talk about illegal lobbying, uh, that it's a bit of a misnomer in the sense that the lobbying itself isn't what's illegal. We allow all sorts of lobbying here in the United States of right. America. What would be illegal is if they don't, if they were engaging in lobbying activities without registering those activities, because the the laws for domestic companies are uh, you know that do require some transparency every three months you have to uh you have to file your uh you know how much you spent lobbying and what issues you lobbied on and which lobbyists did the lobbying but for uh what they call fara foreign agent registration act it's much uh more onerous like, oh, yeah. so you ha you have to if you send a press release out you got you you have to tell you know everybody that you sent the press release out to and so a lot of lobbyists uh, try to evade registering, and you can often get away with it, but if they crack down on it, 
it's an it's it's a it's an actual crime that prosecutors take seriously. It's a felony, um, mm-hmm. and we've seen this hit people like Paul Manafort and Tony Podesta. Actually, you can find some really crazy stuff just scrolling through the Farrah database. Mm-hmm. Seriously, if you ever have time, take a moment to do it. It's definitely sort of a bureaucratic mess and hard to understand and sift through. But a lot of times, what happens, as Ryan said, is that they evade the disclosure or they disclose and they don't disclose what they did fully enough because technically, all those press releases, all of those meetings on Capitol Hill, you're supposed to disclose. And what we saw people like Paul Manafort and Tony Podesta get caught up in a couple of years ago is they disclosed those things belatedly. Allegedly, it was a mistake, right? Like, don't look, it was all a mistake. Uh, But this is actually a really serious issue because FARA is a World War II era regulation that sprung forth so that we know which foreign governments are influencing who. We're not banning it. It's not illegal to do that lobbying. We just want to know what's going on. And I think this case study with Hunter... Wait a minute. Wait, who talked about Farah and the Bidens? Let's just think about that for a second. Who did that first? I think it was Rudy Giuliani. Don't you? Didn't he say, well, why are you talking about Farah? And he was like, well, why aren't we looking into the Farah, the Biden? Oh, and that blue star thing. Can't get away with that. Ooh, that's so juicy. Wait till you see the banks. Dang. That's all I have to say. Dang. Because that's going to come down super quick. Biden, these links are actually important for us to know, especially when we're talking about the United States's, um, you know, re- relationship with Burisma and how all of those negotiations in Ukraine unfolded. Um, this is important stuff to know. And this is a great case study of exactly why we should know what's happening behind those closed doors. It also gives context to the, the hiring in the first place of, of Hunter Biden. Yes. No, nobody suggest that he's some natural gas expert uh, or, or expert in the geopolitics of, of the region. And the, the fact that uh, if, if this report is true, that they were, that they were uh, doing lobbying in, in the United States, that they'd hired a, a firm to lobby, that, that, that just kind of buttresses the suggestion that, well, the, the purpose of uh, Hunter Biden being on the board was to uh, gain influence with the United States, not even necessarily uh, with Joe Biden in particular. Uh, that that would certainly help, but just having the the name Biden, you know, on the board that you know sends a signal not just to uh, you know you, their Ukrainian counterpoints, but uh, counterparts, but in in Washington D.C. Like say, look, we're we're not just a you know some uh, some mobbed up corrupt gas firm. We you know we we have we have links to you know. Uh, to American officials that that you're uh, that you're familiar with, and so uh, and it and it also implicates our entire geopolitics. Like the the idea it that the gas like company doesn't know what in to Ukraine say. Uh, even has to take up the, the uh, influence peddling in Washington raises the question of why. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like why? Like, and, but because we're an empire is the, is the answer. And so Politico's report has a great sentence in it. The existence of the investigation into Blue Star, meanwhile, shows that DOJ's torqued up enforcement efforts may also create legal jeopardy for firms and operatives aligned with the Democratic Party. This is something that, again, we saw 
with the uh, Manafort and Podesta lobbying, it's that suddenly all of these other people were implicated. Mercury Public Affairs, a huge lobbying firm in D.C. and in New York and all over the world, was implicated in that. The Podesta Group was one of the most powerful lobbying firms in the country and the world, was implicated in that. And all different people had their hands in the, had their hands on this issue on both sides of the aisle. Um, but it's the Democrats that somehow, because the media is overly friendly to them, we talk so much more about, pa- about Paul Manafort than we do about the Podesta Group and Tony Podesta. But that's, again, this Hunter Biden issue is creating, as this political sentence suggests, a real problem for Democrats because it's going to end up pulling back the veil on exactly how involved in some of this like Eastern European lobbying they are. Right. And there are some lobbying firms uh, that are fly by night and there are some lobbying firms that follow the letter of the law more precisely. But ultimately in the swamp, there's no good side and bad side. And so to the extent that Democrats tie themselves uh, to it, they're going on them when, when this stuff arises, which is, which is why uh, sustainable. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you get people fired up enough, there is enough money in, in tens and twenties and $30 increments to, to fund a national political party, particularly as uh, the suburbs have been drifting more towards uh, Democrats. A lot of the people who got super engaged on behalf of Democrats against Trump in 2017, the so-called resistance, uh, you know, they can give more than just $27. They, they're giving $50 to all 10 Senate candidates. And every month they're giving another 50 bucks to this cause and that cause. And we, it, and we call it small dollars, but by the end of the year, they've given a couple thousand and that really adds So up. Ryan right, looks really, really soy. more evidence of what we already know, which is that Hunter Biden was making money like everybody in this ridiculous city does by trading on their influence, or at ah, least powerful ah, people in very the city. Good I mean, one, we talked Emily. earlier this week about the case of Tom Perez, who is the head of the Obama Department of Labor, who was, you know, very publicly pro-worker, who has now joined a law firm that has an anti-labor track record. So this happens. I mean, when the paycheck is 10 enough, people jump and they might convince themselves. Wait, are they making excuses as to why they're corrupt? Okay, so, man, I really want to talk Burisma, but I can't. And just as we were, you know, like, like, um, just as we were watching this and listening to it, um, Counterpart found something so interesting. Uh, so interesting. Really bad, though. On Hunter, of course. Uh, they've been on it for a while, and the media has had it for months and done nothing. And they actually have a shit ton of money. How much money did they bid to get paid to look through it? They took people's money as contractors, right? And they got fuck all, okay? Fuck all. And here, there's two people going through things. One person sorting and the other one reading. And then the other one sort- reading the sorted, <laughs> putting it in order, cheese and they got funded by the people right basically the subscribe star the twitch paid for it right they aren't going to get funded by their subscriptions to their rags yeah i know i know (laughs) none of them all of them sat there on it and now they're coming out with things all lies lies and lies i mean so many lies here's a red flag listen to this because i'm not going to play it because it's newsmax listen to it so bizarre See, they spray paint. Oh, I have to show this actually. On the front of Hold my on. house. Um, we can disagree. I'll show this. Give me a second because you have to see it so you can. Antifa apparently attacked a congresswoman's home. Take a listen. Watch. It's just like. The, Jack Basovic. <laughs> right? He had the rape <laughs> Melania sign. That's what I'm saying. Sure, it wasn't the Proud Boys. Up this morning uh, to my house being vandalized last night. 
um, you can see they spray painted in black past the PRO Act on the front of my house. Um, we can disagree politically, but vandalizing somebody else's property um, is wrong and is illegal. That was South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace, who says her home was vandalized by Antifa on the morning of Memorial Day. She posted these photos showing her house and sidewalk spray painted with Antifa symbols, profanity, and the words, quote, pass the PRO Act, a bill giving workers unions more protection, which passed despite her voting against it. Congresswoman Nancy Mace joins us now. Congresswoman, thank you for joining us. Uh, full transparency, you are the congresswoman in my district. I'm shocked. I'm outraged. I'm disgusted. Tell us how you found it. Tell us what you're thinking when you found it. Well, I, I was disgusted as well. Um, and in fact, it was the local police department that first alerted, alerted me to this happening at my home. And I walked up on my house to see this very, very early in the morning of Memorial Day. And it's disgusting. It's vitriolic. It's reflective of, of where we are as a society and as a nation right now. And my kids, when I pick my kids up from school today, they asked me if they were safe. And having to have this conversation, this is not the first time that I've been targeted. I had vandalism on my car where someone keyed F you on the side of my vehicle on the day of one of my debates last year in the middle of a highly contested congressional campaign. And to walk up on my house to see this kind of graffiti, to have to explain this to my kids and my neighbors who don't deserve this, it's wrong. And this is the left attacking the right. I want to be very clear about that. It's disgusting. It should not happen. Regardless of your political ideology, everyone should feel safe in their very own homes. And just yesterday, a former uh, member of Obama's administration and staff accusing me of doing this to myself as, as if I had nothing better to do than to graffiti my own home, peddling in conspiracy theory, we, uh, we dropped the police report. The very first thing I did was go to the police. I'm a Republican and file a police report um, and get all the information out there. I want the person who did this to be held accountable. It's past time to hold people accountable for this kind of political violence we see over and over again in our country. So, so a lot to unpack there. Uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about. Okay, we're going to like just put that off for a second. So that's what you call controlled opposition. This is where this woman is innocent. Whatever happened to her property did actually happen, but who really did it? Do you guys think that it was Antifa that would just randomly do it? No, they'd make sure you see them, right? They'd make sure you saw their banners waving. They'd make sure all their dildos are out and they're waving them in broad daylight. They wouldn't be doing it all sneaky and stuff. It would be people like Ali Akbar, you know, <laughs> you know. Those types of people, the people that organized that, yeah, organized the storm of the Capitol would be the ones that would do something like this. Fair. Okay. Fair. That, that's what he did, right? The, the whole, yeah, this one. <laughs> Sorry, I had a troll. You guys can see me. I had to troll. I had to troll. Look, it's not Antifa. It's the same people that stormed the Capitol. The same exact people that stormed the Capitol are the people that graffitied all over her house. If it was Antifa, it would have been larger. It would have been more homes because these people are organized, they're vicious, and they really don't care. So if you're thinking that for some reason that was Antifa, it's false, okay? It's the same group of people that um, stormed the Capitol. 
Now, speaking of lies, 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 I want you to listen to what they say about Fauci and leaked emails exposing lies, you know, obviously going with the narrative. And we get to mock all of that. So give me a second. Let me get there for you. Because you should watch this so we can mock it all because it's all BS. We already know their narrative. We don't need to feed into it, do we? Right? We don't need to feed into it. So let's see. Here we go. Proof of his deception. I have had a chance to review many of his more than 3,000 emails obtained by the Washington Post through a freedom of information request. They are troubling to say the least. As early as February 2020, scientists were warning Dr. Fauci that, quote, features of the virus potentially look engineered. A doctor from Cornell Medical emailed Dr. Fauci revealing. We think that there is a possibility that the virus was released from a lab in Wuhan, the biotech area of China. We also think that the virus might be complexed with another organism, such as a yeast or fungus, to make it more sticky. Now consider that from a doctor at Cornell. That would mean consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human. When we have so many diseases that emanate out of that unusual human-animal interface, colleagues are very concerned. Do you trust them yeah. to yeah. be honest and forthcoming? Well, well yeah, yeah. I think there, you have to have a difference between the scientists in China and the Chinese government. Our experience with the scientists have been that they have been of good faith. Look, folks, the fact is he has never stopped covering for China to this very day. So these emails may expose Dr. Fauci as being the lead man in a massive cover-up here. But my concern goes far beyond Dr. Fauci. It shows the power government bureaucrats hold over our society. Dr. Fauci is just one man, yet he set national policy. We as a nation delegate too much authority to these career government insiders. Where's Dr. Burks? And her scarf. I miss Dr. I don't know. I mean, where's she? I know she has emails, too. Where's her emails? But, you know, Fauci, right? Maybe the scarf lady's busy. His emails provide us a window into how the deep state perceives all of us. Here, Dr. Fauci cozies up with a now-fired New York Times reporter that emails Fauci this. Ready for the quote? But the truth is that a lot of average Chinese behaved incredibly heroically in the face of the virus. Meanwhile, in America, people tend to act like selfish pigs interested only in saving themselves. How can I hoard a mask? Where is my vaccine? Well, it's how Dr. Fauci responds to this email that's so troubling. He says, quote, you make some very good points. Good points that Americans are selfish pigs, that people are so afraid they desperately collect masks and they nerve it. Hey, hold on a second. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Let's just say it. People are selfish. Did you guys see the toilet paper shortage? Right. Did you guys see the, who was the selfish ones? Was it Apple that got caught with how many masks were they hoarding? Facebook, right? All these big companies. I mean, and how many of you have that neighbor, right, that hoarded the shit out of everything, okay? Because self-preservation is one of the most disgusting qualities human beings have. So it's true. 
So I don't know why he's getting his panties in a twist, because what he said was true. People are disgusting, and they're greedy pigs. I mean, all you have to do is look at the toilet paper scene, right, where they were beating the shit out of each other for toilet paper. But yet, we can't say the same about other stuff. Stop. Stop. Stop trying to make something out of nothing. That response from Fauci was 100%. I'm still trolling this. I'm still doing this. 100, I just can't stop. Okay. So that was 100% fact, right? And they're trying to make it seem like that was, oh, how dare you say that about Americans? It's like, duh, we have TVs. We saw everyone fighting over toilet paper. Stop. Stop. Long for a vaccine solely due to Dr. Fauci's never-ending fear-mongering. These are the people that are selfish? Dr. Fauci is just the face of government disgrace. He agreed, it's a good point, that's a quote, that many Chinese acted heroically. Did he forget Chinese leaders let the virus spread across the globe, all the while shutting down travel within its own country? Allow Okay, so here's where we see how gaslighting works and how this show works. Now, I love Grant. I do. I do. I really like him sometimes. And, you know, this really hurts me. Fauci's not saying anything wrong here, but they're telling you things to anger you so that you can focus on these emails and make a big freaking deal over them when they're really not. They're not such a big email, email scandal. It's not. There's some good juicy stuff in there, but not enough to do a lot yet. But <laughs> they're trying to set a fire, and it's the wrong damn one. We don't care about his emails. We don't give a shit about his emails. We need him removed, right, while we investigate the emails. And we look at Dr. Burks's emails, and we look at everybody else's emails that were coming in with it. Until then, stop. Okay? Stop. Stop, because we don't need this distraction right now. We got other shit to worry about. You know what this reminds me of? Do you remember um, when Hillary Clinton's emails came out? Everyone jumped on the whole Pizzagate thing, which I don't say is not true, but I don't say is 100% factual. And the people that did it for you were influencers, because we needed to show that the media was not trustworthy and that they didn't want to talk about it. So they had other people tell you about it, other great people that you think are incredible because they have influencing skills. I mean, okay, I got to stop. Patrick, your tush is in the way. What? Everyone can see your butt. Sorry. Dude. See, this is... Do not snap your fingers at a 55-year-old man. I didn't snap With my fingers. CSP. Okay, stop, stop. You guys need to... Gosh, so many boys in here. And all they do is fight and bicker. I'm live on air. Can you guys bicker when I'm not? Thank you. No, stop, stop. I don't want to hear it. No, my God, this is driving me insane. Boys are always fighting. Boys. What do they say? Boys will be boys. Give me a second because this is actually slow now. So, <laughs> hold on a second. Why is this not working with me? What is stuck? What is stuck? I got to stop this. 
great. Your bad energy just flowed onto my computer system and it's frozen and I can't do anything right now. Thank you very much, all of you. Look, it's black now. Yeah, that was it. Archivist, we can skip this. I can't. I can't even. I can't even. I can't even. All right. Is this back on? No, it doesn't want to play with me. Okay, there we go. Let's see. You guys need to see this influencer. An influencer that was supposed to help you, right, started to help you see things. And then once they got your trust for that, right, it all changed. It all changed to get you down those rabbit holes. And then while you were in those rabbit holes, that same person called you stupid and that you don't know what you're talking about and that you're dumb, right? And that, you know, you need to get your head checked on. And I've said, I like this person. Do you know why I like them? And I said it again and again. Maybe you guys can remember why I said I like this person. Because every time I say, yeah, I like him, people are like, you're nuts. And I was like, yeah, totally. But I like him because he's so freaking predictable. Everybody tells you who they are. And this guy tells you exactly who he is. And I am totally not your friends because you guys are totally killing my juju. Okay? Because this is not working right now. So your butt was distracting the camera and then you guys were bickering. No. It's not. Look. Like my system's done. Well, my butt didn't do that. (sighs) I want Millie here. (laughs) I need a buffer. I need a buffer. All right. Is this going to work now or is this going to give me crap now? Like it, it did the whole process and so now I'm just going to wait for it. Okay, guys. Look at that. It's driving me insane. It already says that it's on it. Cancel. I'm sorry, guys. I'm really, really sorry. This is, are you on, on the hard connection with Hunter stuff? Okay, because I don't know if you're draining up the bandwidth from the hotspot. Oh, no, I'm not using the hotspot. Okay. Sorry, guys. And I want a cigarette, but I have to go far, far away to get one. So I'm not having one yet. Let's see. Stop. I really want to show this. It's like the world doesn't want me to universe is like, don't do it, Tori. That's trolling. But I have to. Yes. And I can't seem to get my system working. Hello. Yes. I'm trying to. This is so annoying. I can't even see when I'm supposed to be both of you. That, don't want to. Look, it says that it's doing it and it's not. See? It totally is. Look, it's stuck on a cycle. Give me a second, guys. Let me fix this. No, I don't want to. All right. Let's see if that works. He can't help me. I'm like super master at getting this shit done. Boom. Is it on? Yes. See, that's all it took me not listening to any of you looking at you right now. Cause I'm upset. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Revealed the surprise. Okay. So, <laughs> so here we go. I really hate the fact that that mouse doesn't work. Here we go. Out of finals. This past December. Did you know yes or no? Did you know most people? Did you know that most people in media are pedophiles? This past December, Edgar Welch opened fire in a Washington, D.C. pizzeria. He told police he was there to rescue children forced into institution by Hillary Clinton. They literally Which have is a true. fucking sex dungeon. Most people don't know this. 
the story True. of Secretary Clinton's child sex trafficking operation in a pizzeria was invented before the election by fraudulent news sites and shared by millions. These news stories are fakes. They're definitely not fake. They're lies. Not lie at all. 100% true. Do you believe that or do you say that because it's important for marketing your website? Oh, I believe it. I don't say anything that I don't believe. That doesn't seem like a very high bar. It's a high bar because I'm an attorney. I know how to weigh and measure evidence. What I'm doing is it's punchy. It's fun. One person said that they prayed that someone would come and kill everyone inside. It's counterintuitive. It's counter-narrative. They wanted to see my guts cut out and spill on the floor of my restaurant. And it's information that you're not going to see everywhere else. There is zero evidence saying that the gunmen at Common Pizza today had anything to do with Pizzagate. So the gunmen... The gunmen... So the, the gunmen... This so happens to be an actor. What a coinkity. What a coinkity. This is fake news. Cernovich's website is just one of hundreds publishing nonsense on the right and on the left. Fake news is very, very dangerous. In August, he published Hillary Clinton has Parkinson's disease. Physician confirms. You don't think that's misleading? No. You believe it's true today? Oh, absolutely. She had a seizure and froze up. Well, she had pneumonia. I mean, how do you know? The point is, you didn't talk to anybody who'd ever examined Hillary I, Clinton. I don't, I don't take anything Hillary Clinton is going to say as true. And that's why we are in these different universes. What stories have you published that turned out to not be right? None that come to mind. None. Come to mind. No. 100% true. Happy Thanksgiving. Take care of your kids. Keep an eye out. So let me put it this way. What difference do you see between um, Cernovich then and Cernovich now? For me, I don't see much except for he's no longer telling the truth. So even though that video was trolling him, you guys saw that um, he was making sense. I'm just saying sense in the sense of facts. Alphantis, come on, stop with your they want us to go down these rabbit holes rabbit holes they get away with other things and that's how you do it you focus on one area and then you get away with it and grow bigger in another that's how they operate that is how they function it is textbook now did he sell out the people for money yes i mean actually you know what was really weird <clears throat> When they were doing all these party things, um, Cassandra Fairbanks and all of them that thought, I don't know, it's like, did they think they were like the in crowd? Was it like high school in DC or something like that? I think, I think it kind of felt like that, right? <laughs> they were like, we're the cool kids, all of you. Because what happened was they were getting money and they didn't know where it was coming from. But Ali Akbar was like bringing tons of it. Cassandra Fairbanks were getting a shit ton of it and they were doing a bunch of drugs and hanging out and drinking and throwing parties right and so the the thing is is they all were in this kind of click and all this money was coming in what happened was Cernovich actually walked away because he didn't like the money and then he got married he met his Iranian wife 
And that's it. I don't need to say anything more after that, do I? Akbar has a wife? No, Cernovich. When he walked away from Akbar and them, because they were doing parties with a lot of money, he walked away from it. Yeah, he did. And then he met his wife, who's Iranian. That's what I said. So, um, see, it happens to the very honest ones. I really, really, there you go. I see some people already putting in the right word in chat. So the thing is, yeah, there you go, guys. See, see, you can see it now, right? It just had to be said in the context that it had to be said. Even though a lot of people don't like the way Cernovich is talking now, I like the guy. I feel for him. Do you know how many people go down that path? Tons. Tons. Huh? No, I'm telling you what happened. Like, that's factual. Like, that's what happened. He walked away. I think he even said it in one of his streams that he stopped hanging out with them this, like, a long time ago, right before he met his wife. So if you send it on Telegram, I can't put it on this computer because it's acting stupid. Um, you can't send me any links because this computer is acting dumb. So um, I like him because he was honest. He um, had been through the trenches. He worked his way up. And then everything just changed. It's almost as if he got his own Valerie Jarrett. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. I think we should just um, enter into the next topic that we're going to be talking about, and that's aliens. Uh, so in order to, to talk about aliens, we have to play that song, the song, the alien song. <laughs> because, oh, look at that. The Peggy Factor. She's in the news now, isn't she? She's going by herself into space or something along those lines. So let's listen to this really nice song and pay attention to what it tells us. Tonight, she's out of this world. The current commander of the International Space Station about to break a big record tonight. Here's ABC's Gio Benitez. They call it the Peggy Factor, Mission Control's code word for the way superstar astronaut Peggy Whitson always gets the job done. I love it up here. Tonight, Commander Whitson making history with her record for any American. By the time she lands in September, her tally will be 666 days. 666 days in space. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Hi guys, welcome back to the Teresa show. So I want to talk about aliens before I go today and how they're coming into focus. But I think it's important for all of us to kind of sit, you know, and think a little bit. Um, so I just had a heated discussion with, a, with um, you know, Patrick. And, you know, I, I want you guys to understand that um, not... Everyone that does bad things, oh, I don't want to say is not necessarily bad, but people need to have a little bit more compassion and put themselves in other people's shoes. I think it's really, really important. Human beings are very vulnerable as um, they have no grasp of actual reality, but the reality that they um, perceive that is force-fed or spoon-fed to them. And a lot of people do really ugly things, kind of like the toilet paper thing. How many of you felt disgust when you just wanted one roll of toilet paper, but you'd probably get beat up if you got it? How many remember the lines of all those human beings 
that we're stocking up on toilet paper, like wiping your ass is what you think about when it comes to a pandemic. Like that's where you get, what is it called? <laughs> a bidet. But um, that's not your priority. Washing or wiping your butt. And I think you should wash it rather than wipe it when there's a pandemic. But anyway, wiping your butt shouldn't be priority. But we saw how vicious they are. The same thing happens to people like, uh, like I say, how I see it, okay? How I see it, that it happened with, uh, you know, your little click. Oh, look at us. We're so famous and smart. And we hang out with, wait, totally forgot, Manning. He, she, she now, right? Manning. No dead naming. Um, you know, there are people too. And it's really sad. I mean, people need to understand that people do really ugly things when they're scared. And it doesn't mean that they're excused, right? It doesn't mean that they're excused. But we should always have compassion for them. Always, you know? Because Patrick was like, well, what about this video when, you know, Mike Cernovich said that he had blackmail on all journalists and the president, he was going to put it all out there. And I was like, Cernovich didn't collect the blackmail. It was Ali Akbar's stash. How do you think we found it? <laughs> you know, Ali Akbar had that. But he used it to, to protect himself and he still lost. So, again, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's okay, right? It doesn't mean that it's okay that they do things like that. But, you know, we should be compassionate toward them. Like the way we have compassion for that mother that's going to walk into the deli and steal formula, the way we have compassion for billions of Americans that had zero dollars, but the banks were making bank on overdraft fees and late fees, right? <sighs> compassion, we need that. We need that. That's the element that humans are missing right now and that is one that many 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 if allegedly many species envy is the compassion of unity because unity is not just a word of saying that we're all you know lovey-dovey or we're one nation you know unity is not saying oh i accept you whatever color you are whoever you want to sleep with totally okay no unity means having that compassion to say, I would never do that shit, but I totally see how you could. And that doesn't make it okay. You're still, you know, bad for doing it, but you can repent. And, and I get it. Sometimes people do really ugly things and you don't know why. And there's no compassion, no empathy. It's like everyone's so empty. And that is how unity becomes. You cannot be united at all right? I don't care how many causes you throw out there. You can throw out the cause aliens. You can throw out the cause, hey, you're all slaves because we're already there, okay? Unity is when you have compassion for idiots like Fauci even, who thinks he's like super cool because he makes one of the, he's like the most highest paid employee, right? Um, dude, no. It's like high school. It's so disgusting. Right? I'm so glad I went to high school when I was younger than everyone else, so I didn't have to put up with that BS. But, I mean, think about it. Compassion is what's missing. Compassion. Compassion for that person that wore that blow-up vest and walked into a bunch of people and blew themselves up. Think. That person used to be someone's child. 
that have the same potential as you, that have the same potential as anybody in this world. And in the end, they were so far gone that they thought that putting on a vest with, you know, explosives and walking into a crowd of people and exploding themselves and others was a good thing. Where's the compassion for that person that used to be an innocent child? Someone's son, someone's, you know, daughter that did this. Just saying. Though we like to troll, right? I feel bad. Oh, my God. My face is killing me. Though we like to troll, we can never be united if we can't understand them, right? We have to understand how another person feels. Even if they do the crappiest thing, cause. I can't even tell you how I'm struggling with that now on a personal level, okay? And I struggle with it all the time. I like to troll. I like to do jokes, right? (laughs) But in the end, if you can't have compassion for the random person on the street or the person that's giving you fake news or, or, you know, the suicide bomber or, you know, even Hunter or Joe Biden and that witch that smells like sulfur, Clinton. And even, no, Soros isn't, he doesn't count. So if you can't have an understanding, then it's, it's, you can't be united. And that's the thing. We unite under causes when the only cause should be humanity, right? The only cause should be to unite in humanity. And that's the key. It's not under something. I think Gandhi once said, you can't fight war with anti-war. You can't fight drugs with anti-drugs. It's got to be pro-something. You have to be for something. And so he started this whole pro this. This is why they keep saying pro choice, right? Rather than anti-life. <laughs> Doesn't sound too good. So understanding somebody else's predicament, like kind of, I know many of you watch movies, right? And you see characters and the really crappy evil ones. You're like, damn, you know, it didn't have to be that way, buddy. You could have, could have, could have, could have, could have, right? But they still did it, right? It's because you get into that zone of understanding the character. So think of every human being in this movie that you're watching, this horrific, that could be a thriller, could be a drama, right? Definitely not a rom-com, definitely not a com. Uh, Think of all of them and the parts they play, how miserable they are. Nancy Pelosi has like a foot and a half in a grave. She's like almost dead. She looks like she's, you know, giving the Crypt Keeper competition, right? She's not taking any of her fancy ice cream to, to, to her deathbed, okay? She's going to be dead soon, right? What does she have to win by fucking every single person over? Absolutely nothing, right? Nothing. She has nothing to win, yet she's still doing it. Why? That's a question you should think about. Think about it this way. She's almost dead, right? You guys can see it, right? Her eyebrows are in her freaking scalp right now, okay? That's how far back she's pulled her face like this. So think about it. She's She's got a foot and a half in the grave, right? I mean, Joe Biden's got like a foot and five-eighths 
So he's almost got both feet in there. And yet they still continue to move forward. So you have to sit and think, right? How is it that knowing that you're going to be dead soon, that you're more than happy to fuck the next generations that are after you? Think about it. Think. Think it. Think on it. Think of it on that level, okay? My gosh, I keep doing this because we were trolling this morning and I can't stop trolling. I have to stop it. So think of how that makes sense. Usually people on their deathbed or in their final years repent for what they've done. That is human nature, right? So I want you to think, how can someone that is so ready to be six feet under how many someones are out there that are almost ready to be i mean they should have been it's long overdue but okay how many of them are fine with screwing over younger generations think about it i'm just talking common sense right no matter what side of the fence you feel you sit on think about it you're almost dead and yet, instead of saying, you know, man, I don't know, man, maybe we should tell, you know, the banks not to take, like, fees or else we're going to find them because no one's making money, right? Man, I don't know, maybe maybe we shouldn't have done this corona controller virus, right? Maybe we shouldn't have given them the vaccine. Maybe we shouldn't have put the muscles. You know, a regular human being would have said, I don't want to partake in this. Think of how many people actually walked away because what they have planned can't be stopped. You can only, you can only determine the ending because you are able to resonate and manifest that reality. So speaking of manifesting that reality, I thought before we go into the whole um, reporting of the UFOs, guess who was talking about UFOs yesterday? Take a wild guess, you guys. So weird. I didn't even see it. So we're going to watch it together. Okay. I didn't watch this. So we're watching this together. This was taped beforehand. Oh, gosh. Come on. Okay. Let's watch this together. This is going to be fun. Is it working? There we go. Here's the nation's mayor. Let's watch this together. I'm pretty interested to see what he has to say. And in it, the Senate Intelligence Committee put a provision that directed a committee to submit a report on what they described as unidentified aerial phenomena, otherwise known to us as UFOs, unidentified flying objects. And they were given 180 days to submit a report. Now, the reason for it is, in the year or two leading up to that, very major breakthroughs had occurred. Look, we've been, we've been thinking about, looking at, examining sightings of UFOs. Oh, gosh, I mean, Nick, who will be my guest uh, very, very uh, shortly, can explain this much better than I can. But um, this could go back centuries and centuries and centuries. But really, starting in about 1947, we got somewhat serious about it. And we've gone up and down with it. We've had serious studies of it. Then we rejected it. More serious studies of it. Then we rejected it. There are people who accept it completely. There are people who reject it as science fiction, silly. Uh, and then there are people who are somewhere between agnostic, leaning either way. In other words, um, they don't know the answer yet, 
but they're open to either answer. And um, that's where I'd like you. I'd like to get you. <laughs> I'd like to get you right there because that's where I think we really are. But there's a lot to get through here. And um, many, many sightings. Many of those sightings were faulty. But it's like trying to um, find the disease that's the needle in the haystack. You throw them all, all away, you might miss just the one that proves the point that you're looking for. And there have been a number of those that haven't been examined the way they should be. And therefore, leaves the question leaves the question open. So I have the honor of introducing and, and having uh, explained to us the American people who are, I think, probably not fully conversant with the real serious nature of this, Nick Pope. Now, Nick was a British uh, government uh, ministry of defense uh, employee, a high-level employee, and he, what his job was to track uh, this whole, at that time, UFO uh, phenomena for the British government. And he did that for quite some time, and he did it really very, very uh, excellently, gained great, um, a great uh, notice, and, and uh, I think many, many people felt he was one of the best at it. And then, you know, from the time he retired, uh, he's been very, very active. He's, first of all, he's a very modest man. When I asked him what he did, he said um, he's, a, um, he's, a, he's a writer who is interested in, uh, in UFOs. Well, he's not a writer. He's written three major books. He's written two novels as well as major books. He's lectured all over the world. He's kept up uh, probably as well as any of the scientists with, uh, with the developments here. And um, he has about as strong a knowledge of this as anyone we can talk to. So it's a great honor to talk to Nick. Thank you very much for giving us your time and your expertise on this subject that I think is of great interest to Americans, but on which we probably aren't that well educated. Well, thank you. It's great to have this opportunity to have this conversation because I think it is a conversation that the American people should be having because whatever one's views about the true nature of this phenomenon, there's been no getting away from the fact that over the last few years, there's been an escalating situation in our skies and an ongoing series of encounters, particularly between the United States Navy and this phenomenon. And these things have been not just seen by pilots, but tracked on radar and filmed on forward-looking infrared camera. So we've got multiple sources of data here, all corroborating each other. And uh, just to put the icing on the cake, former Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe recently revealed that there was satellite imagery of all this too. And that's just one reason why, as you said in the introduction, uh, finally, People in Congress are, are sitting up and paying attention, rightly so, saying this is a defense and national security issue, and we want some answers. And that's hopefully what we will get. Well, uh, you know, this is a very, very exciting uh, week, and it's, it, it, that, that there's been a great buildup to it, uh, because um, if I recall correctly, the, the, the law asking for this was passed toward the end of the Trump administration, I think maybe in December of last year, and the committee was tasked with coming back with a report um, to educate the Congress on what this is all about. So there are tremendous expectations that have been built up on both sides. I mean, I, let's, let's say the people who are skeptical and cynical about it 
are hoping that this blows a hole in the whole thing. And they write a report saying that anyone who even entertains the idea of a UFO or a, or a UAP is some kind of a disturbed individual. <laughs> and then there are people on the other side that hope that this will, you know, definitively prove it. I suspect it's going to be somewhere tilting one way or the other, but not that definitive. So I want to get the American people ready for, you know, what they're about to hear and how to evaluate it. So how did you originally, when you first went to uh, work or you were working with the British uh, Ministry of Defense, how did you get involved in, uh, would we call it tracking UFOs or, 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 uh, making making uh, re- records about them and determining you know their validity yes i fell into it almost by accident i was given this job uh, really as another posting in my ministry of defense career i had no prior interest in the subject no particular uh, knowledge or understanding of it to me i was just told this is going to be your posting for the next 3 years I researched and investigated the phenomenon. My brief was to determine whether there were really any defense implications of all this, assess the sightings, um, judge whether or not there was evidence of any threat. And we got into some quite interesting debates about that because there was a, a faction really who thought that this was all not perhaps something we should be devoting a lot of time and resources to, but another faction, which I absolutely sided with, who said, look, if there's anything unknown in our airspace, particularly if it is uh, seen by pilots, tracked on radar, etc., then we should be making every effort to determine what it is. And it's better to assume that there's maybe a potential threat and be relieved if one doesn't materialize than the other way around to think everything's fine and then get caught out if, if it's something else. Now, we don't know for sure what we're dealing with here, and maybe there isn't one neat solution to the UFO mystery. Uh, we could be dealing with secret black program technology, uh, prototype aircraft, missiles and drones. Maybe some people say our own technology, left hand, right hand, typical bureaucracy. Others say maybe a foreign adversary. But but there are people in government, both in, in the UK and now in the United States, who are prepared to think maybe, just maybe, this could be something else, something even extraterrestrial. But my my understanding is that there's disagreement about this and that there's going to be a little bit, there is a little bit of infighting a struggle for control of the narrative over this report. And there are rumors that it might be delayed. And we know, for example, in the last couple of weeks, the DOD called in their own uh, inspector general to, to take a look at the handling of this. So all is not well. We will take a short break. Your credit card company found suspicious charges on your card. So while I move along past the advertisement so I don't get dinged because I'm not a sponsor channel, I wanted you to I wanted you to listen to what they're saying. So they're telling you that there's some infighting on the narrative that they want to put out. That's a really big deal. Okay? Because is this going to be full like disclosure of what they are? Um all of them? Uh location? Are they going to talk about um, why we only see one side of the moon and have to fess up on that? Because <laughs> there's no such thing as a dark side of the moon. Just saying. Um, 
you know, are they going to, what are they going to tell? I mean, oh yeah, aliens are real. No, like no one's dumb enough to think that there's a whole universe and all the lights out there for decoration and that it just so happened that this really huge accident happened and a bacteria decided to become a symbiote uh, with another cell and create eukaryote cells, which then created, you know, life as you know it. And, you know, algae decided to move from the water because it felt like it, of course, because that's what they're telling you, to migrate to land and then grow and create all this oxygen and these big dinosaurs. And then they all died because one comet came down and Right, so no oxygen, more carbon in the air, down, right? Ooh, no, it was more nitrogen, less oxygen, very less carbon, okay? 0.4 carbon is what we have right now, okay? And I get so upset when people are like, carbon emissions are totally going to kill us. And it's like 0.4 of our atmosphere has carbon. Stop, okay, stop. Okay, 21% oxygen, the rest is nitrogen. Let's call it what it is, right? You want to reduce the nitrogen. Why do you want to reduce the nitrogen? What kind of living creatures require less nitrogen in order to function? And why are you saying there's carbon emissions? Do you really think after what happens that you can change history again. There have been so many disconnects every time this happens, every what, 6,000 years, 26,000 for a full cycle, which is where we are. They expect that they can again erase history, rewrite it, and make it seem like it was carbon emissions, as if when they go to the other end, that they're all going to play nice for those that made it. But what did I just say? Did I just say that live? Okay, let's just play this video. Here we go. Your, your assessment is spot on. If there's something in our airspace, and if we've done a detailed investigation and found no conventional explanation, and we have strong evidence that these things, whatever they are, are performing speeds, maneuvers, acceleration, that leaves the cutting edge of our own aerospace technology standing, then absolutely we need to get back into the, the game and find out what we're dealing with. And, uh, of course, the position of the United States government after 1969 was quite interesting because they said uh, we are no longer investigating and researching the phenomenon. And a lot of people said, well, that's not very likely. And, of course, a few years ago it was revealed that the U.S. government was indeed looking at this, as you would expect, that there was this program called ATIP, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Yes, of course, right. That was a program that uh, former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid was instrumental in setting up. It was then embedded in the Defense Intelligence Agency. They put out a lot of the work to contract and even to this day, the Pentagon have been flip-flopping somewhat on their line about what this project did. And as recently as a couple of weeks ago, they, they finally confirmed that, yes, part of what they did was looking at what they call UAP reports. UAP is what we in government call UFOs, and we just rebranded it 
to unidentified aerial phenomena to get rid of the pop culture baggage that, you know, like you say, people think of sci-fi movies. Well, we wanted them to think of this as a serious defense issue. Well, which it is. I mean, after that first rejection by the Blue Panel Project, there was another panel, uh, the Robinson panel and the Condon report, and roughly they all came out the same way. 80 to 90% of the sightings could be explained, but then there were 10% that couldn't, and they would, without further investigation, determine they weren't a security threat. But the determination is not worth anything because they never really found out what they were. So you could literally say, I look at it, I used to be a prosecutor. And of course, homicide and murder cases are the most compelling. And it's the objective to solve every homicide. So any open homicide is almost like a uh, torture for a good investigator or uh, detective. And when I was the mayor, I would keep them open and I would harass my police department to solve them. Well, that's what I think of these as. These are unresolved, possibly nothing, but possibly very dangerous phenomena. And we're in the, we, we don't know the answer to it. Or if we do, we're doing it behind closed doors, secretly, quietly, and it's not inspiring any confidence in the American people. And I don't know which it is. I don't know which, uh, which one it is. Now, what he says is quite important because it's two sides of it. Is it no big deal? And these aerial phenomena are just, you know, tourists. I said that with a straight face. I try to say that. I'm sorry. I try to say it with a straight face. Okay. So, so of course, we're going <laughs> to. I still can't. Ah, so I'm like crying laughing. So we're supposed to believe that all these UFOs are coming from distant galaxies so far, far away in the depths of the universe that just is so ever expanding. (laughs) They're like on one of those buses. (laughs) I can't. I'm like thinking about the stuff they say. And it's like, can you imagine that we have tour, tour groups? Coming to check out Earth. Dude, if they came here, I'm just saying, if they came here, they would be like, yeah, yeah, they come in peace. <laughs> Stop. Okay. They would, they would, <laughs> they would, they would hate us. Let me tell you something. If I went on a tour, I'd be like, yo, those people are so messed up. They eat each other. They kill each other. And then there's some people that think they're better than the other people when they're all equal and they're just such Neanderthals. Ooh, maybe we can come back here with guns and target practice. Like, totally, that's exactly what that tour group would say. Because it's ridiculous. So, definitely not tour groups, okay? Definitely not tour groups. <laughs> Could you imagine if we were a zoo? What are they? What do they want you to know? What, what narrative do they want to give you? The one that it's a tour group that then said, let's go for target practice because these animals are not worth it. Speaking of target practice and wild animals, totally forgot. So you guys remember how they went after Don Jr. for going to Africa hunting? Do you guys remember that? Him and Eric going to Africa for hunting? Do you guys remember that? Right? What if I told you that Joe Biden went animal hunting and he wore a fanny pack, wasn't it? With the towel and he had a stick of sausage. 
smiling away at the animal they shot. President Joe Biden shot an animal in Africa. Who had that good shot? Maisie. Maisie had a really good shot. Oh, dear. But, you know, you won't hear that on the news because they don't want to tell you, right? Because all these fuckers have had that shit. So no one's going to tell you that Joe Biden took his family, young and old, to go hunting big-ass animals in Africa, and he went there with his fanny pack, and people were worried that he was going to steal their women or something. What was it? It's like the guy thought you were going to try to mack on his chick, and then they were laughing on how fanny packs are back in style and stuff because The Rock was wearing one. Yeah. So I just thought I'd say that. Because everyone wanted to talk shit about President Trump's kids, but here we have the so-called president, his son, and his grandkids all shooting animals in Africa, but with a fanny pack and a stick of sausage (laughs) and a towel hanging from the fanny pack. But see, the world won't tell you this, okay, because it's not important. He needs to bring it home. He needs to complete what Obama failed to do, what Hillary couldn't do, because they were like, if we can pull this chicken, right, that's it. The people are screwed. They can't do shit. And then in comes Trump, and everyone's like getting their coffee, right, of actual facts, drinking it. And you know how when you're in the morning when you're waking up and you could hear your eye opening like, right? That's exactly how the Americans started to wake up to real information, right? So they now have to give you aliens because the process started. So they're figuring out how can they use this to their benefit. So one has to think, what are they not going to tell you? What are they going to tell you? I wonder if they're going to talk about the moon. That would be interesting. (laughs) I like to see that without the pool and the coloring. And I'd like to see that. But you see how he said himself, though, that they changed the name from UFOs to UAPs because when you change definitions, you change things. Well, that's really important because they change definitions of a lot of things. And was that was that the one with Obama about the aliens? I think I think so. I think it was. Yes, it was. We need to watch that. Um, you know, maybe I should just share that screen so you guys could see what um, Facebook told me. I mean, YouTube just told me. Maybe you guys can see it. Ah, your content was removed for violation of our community. Your channel has now one strike. Oh, yeah, because the other ones already fell off. You won't be able to do things like upload posts or live stream for a week. Second strike will prevent you from publishing content. Okay, remind me later. Hope you guys saw that. It's important you see, because so many people talk so much crap, right? Let's see what Obama had to say about his kin. When it comes to UFOs, U.S. officials are typically tight-lipped. But that is changing. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. In this video, taken from a U.S. Navy jet, we hear crew reacting to what appears to be a craft flying at high speed and in astonishing ways. Look at that thing. It's rotating. 
The video comes from a covert Pentagon task force established in 2007 and charged with collecting and analyzing encounters with what are now known as Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, or UAP. After three videos were leaked and posted online, the Pentagon confirmed in 2020 that they are authentic recordings made by Navy personnel. The disclosure has officials at the highest levels of government treating UFOs with a new urgency and openness, including a former president. Uh, there's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. We can't explain uh, how they moved, their trajectory. The Pentagon is expected to issue a report soon, providing Congress and the public with an analysis of UFO data from multiple government agencies. There are things flying over national security uh, installations. We don't know who they are. We don't know what it is. It isn't ours. We need to find out. It's been 70 years since the Pentagon opened its first UFO study. In recent decades, there has been little official acknowledgement of the phenomenon, though sightings have continued. These cases are often researched by citizen groups. We've been studying UFOs for all these years, and almost all of the evidence is witness testimony. You know, it's understandable. It's, it's exciting. It, it's, it convinced me years ago and still does, but it is just witness testimony. And you need something beyond that. That's why the Navy videos and the, all the data is so exciting. One of the most prominent incidents took place off the coast of California. A U.S. aircraft carrier's radar began to pick up multiple craft moving in unusual ways. Two F-18 jets were sent to investigate. Both pilots and their crewmates described a five-minute encounter with a cylindrical craft that one described as not behaving within the normal laws of physics. After the craft abruptly disappeared, it reappeared on radar 60 miles away, where a third pilot made this recording. Determining if such objects pose a threat is the report's mandate, but some observers hope the study will go even further in search of answers. And that's really the point that th those of us in the field have always said, is that there's a real phenomenon. It deserves serious study. Matt Dibble for VOA News. So first of all, that came from BOA. That should tell you everything you need to know. That means we ignore everything they have to say because <laughs> that's propaganda. And then we have little Marco Rubio that nobody can stand. But suddenly, you know, he's sitting on a chair that's way too high for him, wiggling his feet, all excited about aliens, right? So what are they going to tell you? We don't know anything. Yeah, okay. So the sailors don't. The pilots probably haven't been read into it. But <laughs> you know why they're salty? They're like, dude, we need to catch one of those. We need to be able to make shit like that. <laughs> totally. So the question is, you have to think how they're going to sell it to you. What they're doing is they drop this Fauci stuff right, right now. It dropped. And they're going to do a little bit more. They're going to do a little bit more. <laughs> and then this is going to come. So the way they give it to you is if things don't work they, the way they want to. 
galaxy. They have the world right here. Right. And so they want to be able to control how you think and where you focus. So rather than you focus on the elections, right? Here's, look, they stole them. No talking. Here's this. They're telling you, hey, there's a summer coup happening. Trump is talking about people. When you see people telling you, yeah, Trump's going to do a summer coup, you know what that is? That's like Proud Boys already, Akbar's already, all these people already. And we're talking not all the Proud Boys, okay? We're talking the leadership that works for the government, right? Like Enrique Tario, right? Those type of Proud Boys. So they're all getting together thinking, yep, let's do a coup. Yeah, we're in it. But no, it's Antifa. It's the Sunrise Movement. It's DC Shutdown. It's Rise. It's what, what are those other groups called? Rise Up, the Butterfly Sanctuary, you name it. They're getting together. They're getting everyone together and they're going to be like, let's torch this shit. And it's Trump doing it. Why? Because there's going to be a coup because Trump is going to come out with these elections and they're going to say Biden's not president. So we're going to start a riot and then there's going to be a counter riot because what Trump's trying to do is a coup. So we need to do a coup of the coup. Right? So there's that. So we've got that in the works already. And now we have, hey, controller virus isn't really real. Um, everybody got this vaccine and they're totally getting sick and we can't convince people to take it even though we're making up fake lottery winning so that people think that they can win some money. And no one's wearing masks anymore. Even the mask hole patrol can't wear masks anymore. They like put it over there, right? Um, so what do they do? Like at this moment, what else have they got? I mean, they're going to pull out aliens. So the alien narrative will be dependent on how successful they think everything else will happen. So, kind of like Vice said, she doesn't have a big following, but she's got a very good reach. And it's like, I don't have a big following, but I'm top 75 English-speaking channels on Twitch. That's because I have viewers from all around the world. And that's probably because Twitch can measure my feed on the back end of the internet, which I am not broadcasting to today because I'm using an unsecure network and I would never do that because I don't want my Chinese listeners, which are so many, to freak out about it at all. Totally giving away my location. <laughs> Got to do this. Damn it. I have to do this. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that's no big deal. We're at the meeting room and I'm sitting on the floor, so whatever. Um, so we're busy. We're busy and doing things and can't talk about it now. Damn it. This is why I don't like cameras. Um, busy doing things. Busy putting things together. And all of us are busy praying um, because that's key. Resonating on that frequency, res resonating on that love, right? And hopefully I can manage the boys <laughs> from killing each other. Um, I know it's okay. It's okay. Nobody can touch me. Um, nobody would. I don't know what to say. Is to, aside from the fact that we need prayer in our life right now, right? 
I mean, right now, my, my daughter, she's with my sister. You guys know I'm from here. So, yeah, I have one of those. Not that mysterious. Um, while we're working and getting things together, um, John is really disturbed at some things that he's going through. We're putting, I mean, they had a dossier, right? So we're, we have our own dossier, basically. That's basically it. It's the dossier with tabs and topics and pictures and documents and signatures and emails and screenshots and really weird videos and texts. It's, um, it's pretty concerning, right? If you think about it, just the state of our nation right now. We have a selected president that is really not working in our interests. Actually, lifting those uh, Nord Stream 2 sanctions is a big deal because uh, Joe's making a lot of money off of it. And I say Joe because even though we want to hit Hunter Biden with everything, he used his son as a freaking shield, you guys. He used his son to prop him up to get all this money. You think his son had it? He was paying cheap hookers for cheap meth. He was in crack houses, okay, where he would lose his phone in crack houses, okay? He didn't have money. He would ask them for money, okay? So how the heck can someone be getting billions of dollars from not just Ukraine and China? There's more. I shared that article about him doing business with cartels. There's a hell of a lot more. So where did that money go? It didn't go to the two-bit crack whores, did it? It didn't go to the foot sex. Most of these flights that he was on meeting with the King of Jordan and stuff was with his dad. You know, Joe Biden would take the whole family on a trip when he'd go over to wherever. We were paying for those family trips, okay? We were paying for the whole Biden family to go to Yemen and Israel and the Vatican and Rome and France and China and Russia. We were paying for it. He wasn't there on business. We were literally paying for it. So think of it again. While we hate the fact that Hunter Biden had all this, um, the poor, what is that? Who is that? It's a very cheap hooker. Can I see it? Yes, it's a very cheap hooker. Can I like hold it and just show it? You guys want to see it? Yeah, well, I'll put my hand over it. It's a really cheap, it's, 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 she's a really cheap Is that Chinese or is that like, no, what do they have like next to their, yeah, they want to see it. Give me, give me, let me give me the. Okay, I'll put my hand over it. I'll put my hand over it. It's not like we get off on it. Okay, very cheap hooker. Oops, hand over it. Okay, can you guys see that? Okay. Okay, that's it. Okay, here, take it away. Because <laughs> they're getting really busy. Damn, he's not even... Is that... He's doing it off her butt. Here, sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's I uh, maybe that's why he likes poop. He is a coprophiliac. So anyway, no, I was talking about the thing on the on the stand, on the nightstand. Was that like sonic or was that a Chinese container? Because I couldn't see from here. So anyway, it's okay. Everybody deserves to have sex, right? Whatever. We don't care about that. Okay. That's why we don't care about it. I was looking at the other stuff. But she was cheap and they were in a cheap place. So again, you know, not um not something that would be reportable like what are you going to hold it against him that he likes having sex with a crap ton of very cheap women that he pays five hundred dollars on through venmo or a thousand too he paid a couple of thousand dollars 
yeah, she's not she's not in the four digit range. She's definitely on the lower three digit, maybe two one digit. That's that bad. Okay, it's probably that bad. But the thing is, is you know, these actually all these women um are just, you know, they're having fun and that's okay. And he films himself doing random things. Like you guys wouldn't believe he films poop. He films his penis. He grabs screenshots of that stuff. And it's because his soul is like aching. I mean, think about it. Your dad using you as a prop, telling you to go to places and everybody knows you're a chump, right? Your dad calls the shots anyway. And, and Hunter's smart. He's not stupid, but they gave him the drugs. So that way they can have that. What is it? Plausible deniability that he was just nuts. And so hooked as if crack is expensive. Stop. Crack is like, like if you would say cocaine, I'd be like, all right, you can burn a fortune with that. But crack and meth, not so much. So it's just, I think that they did that on purpose to keep him, you know, kind of on the back end. And, and maybe he realized that. And that's why he had such resentment. Regardless, the Hunter Biden laptop should be called the Joe Biden business expose. Okay. That's what it should call selling America to the Chinese and the rest of our enemies. That's what someone should say. I think that's a, that's a really long title. We have to find a better title for it. That's what we have to say. Definitely. Definitely. So, you know, I mean, Dr. Jill had freaking Joe with her in No, she had Hunter with her in Africa when they were bribing the Africans to let the Chinese do business. Oh, guess what? That happened with our tax dollars too. So... I hope <laughs> I can't believe I just showed people just thumping. Oh my gosh. But this is what happens when I'm doing my show. I'm always distracted because I'm doing a lot of things at once. But yeah, no, Bergie went to have a cigarette because we got salty with each other. I sent him downstairs. I was like, go have a cigarette. I'm not your friend right now. Joe's selling. Oh, Joe's sell out America computer. Sell out America computer. Because the dossier is on the Biden crime family. Period. Hunter Biden is just a byproduct. He's a byproduct. And anyone telling you, like, he's a high-functioning meth slash crack head, right? He is. But he had zero dollars. He was wiring himself a thousand here. Is that Patrick? A thousand here, two thousand there, right? Because he had no money. And, you know, he would never have money. He would be told what to, so who has this money? If Hunter didn't have it, who has this money? Did Joe Biden use that money to buy part of that island on right next to Epstein's Island, that submarine island that I've talked about long, long, long time ago? Don't know. We'll see. We'll see. On that note, tomorrow I'm going to be having Patrick Byrne on. Apparently today he has some news and tomorrow from what I hear, Tom McDonald has a new video dropping at 9am. So we'll have that to open the show. And obviously while I'm traveling, I can only do Twitch. So if you guys are on other channels, sorry, I can't do that. And, um, here's the other ding. Um, I probably won't be able to raid either today because this is not working out for me. So I'm using a, um, my mouse isn't working 
because I need a mouse pad. So this was kind of like not well done by Tori. So I apologize. Um, but I want you to think of how, if you were Joe Biden, how would you utilize or where would you put all that money your son got on your behalf? Since your books seem to be clean, just think about it. Because I'm pretty sure all of you can figure that out without the laptop telling you. But you have to think, where would you put it? Because even though they tell you that this is like the Hotel California, you can leave by obliterating the Hotel California. Listen to these words carefully as I bid you goodbye for today. On a dark desert highway, cool wind in my hair, warm smell of colitas, rising up through the air, up ahead in the distance. I saw a shimmering light My head grew heavy and my sight grew dim I had to stop for the night There she stood in the doorway